Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rainbow Word of Faith, the Word Church. Welcome back, Vince. I haven't seen you for a few months. I'm glad to see you back. Uh, thanks for allowing me back. No, you're back. You've been out on a faith project. And that was what I was saying just before we came on. This faith project has given you an opportunity to really exercise and demonstrate your faith or confidence in God. Actually, it really has. I, I know it has. Know, I know <laughs> you can know that you have faith and, and see it exercised, and then you get into a project that you know you can't do, that you know God has to be the one. Sounds who like Moses to me. Right? I mean, <laughs> and you just know from the very beginning that it has to be God. If it's going to work, it's because God did it. Right. And that's when you really, I think in some ways, God lets you be involved in projects where that is the case, just so you can realize just how strong your faith is. Right. And, and again, when we say faith, I get confidence in God because when our ability stops or power stops, ends, that's when he kicks in. So he says, you know, you go this far, Moses, you lead him to the wilderness. Well, he led him right to the Red Sea. You lead them that way. Well, why are we going that way? It's the Red Sea that. I understand that, Moses. That's intellect. And your intellect, your logic has told you that. Yes, but I'm going to kick in. But you just go that way. And once Moses' obedience, he went that way towards the Red Sea. And again, Moses, he was over with him. He's like, okay. And, of course, all the people started telling Moses, you let us out here to kill us. They're coming to get us. God always has a ram in a bush. He always has a plan. But our job is to be obedient and step out and do what he told us to do. Scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice. So when God tells you to go and revamp champion school, don't ask how. He just say do it. Right. See, well, see, I, and and I tell people this all the time. It's not just with champion, but with anything, any big thing that God does, you see it in the Bible. God didn't tell Paul right from the get go that he was going to be beaten with rods. He didn't tell him he was going to. He don't give you all the details. <laughs> he didn't tell him he's going to be shipwrecked. He didn't tell him all those okay. things because he knew that as a human being, we we can't. You get discouraged, right? We can't take all that, right? And so he gives us enough for the day. And right. then he gives mm. us grace for the day, grace and we get through that day, and then he gives us whatever's going to happen the next day, he gives us the grace to get through that Scripture day. Scripture said his mercies are new every day. Right. And his grace is new every day. Every day. That, that's why the Bible talks about, you know, you don't need to borrow trouble from tomorrow because today's got enough of its own. It's got enough of its own. And you just focus on today. Grace for today. You may not even be here tomorrow. Right. So you're worried about tomorrow. He says, no, just praise me. Because he says in his word, this is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I like to tell people it's called the present for a reason. It's right? a present. That it is a present. Everybody and didn't receive this present, present today. Every, a lot of people aren't experiencing the present. Well, yeah. you know, and, and it's a present in the sense that it is a present, but it's also 
It's so easy to live in the past. It's so easy to worry about the future that you never enjoy. Just as the scripture you mentioned, today is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Some people can't rejoice and be glad in today because of something that happened yesterday. Right, right, right. Some people can't rejoice and be glad in today because of something they're worried about tomorrow or next week. God wants us to rejoice and be glad in the now. In the now. And I'm glad you said now because I was just thinking of something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it starts off like this. And this broadcast is called Faith on Fire. It's designed to ignite your faith on fire. So Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The first word is now. Tell me about this word now. Is that past, present, or future? Right. It's present. Now. It's a present. Again, it's a present. And I found out and I heard somewhere in the scriptures that he's a very present help in a time of need. He's a right now God. And we have to understand that when we're in relationship with God, when we're trusting him, having that confidence in him. He's a right now. Back to the children of Israel getting led to the uh, the, the wilderness, but heading towards the Red Sea. Well, it, right then he did it. He knew what they needed right then, and he parted the sea okay. right then. And he doesn't, when they're camped there before the Egyptians are coming, he doesn't part the Red Sea before the Egyptians get there. Right, right, right. He didn't part it on their way there. <laughs> right. You know, they didn't see it on the way. Oh, yeah, there's our path right there. No, he waited till they got camped there. And now, now you need it. Right, now you need it. Just like the manna, just like everything else. And again, that's why I tell people to study the scriptures. You'll get wisdom. You'll get understanding. You'll get some correction out of it. I'm reminded of uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it is profitable. It is able to make one wise unto salvation. Again, all scripture. It, the word of God is for our spiritual enrichment and edification in Jesus' name. So, uh, yeah, we're still rolling good, Richard. We're still rolling good. But uh, I just want to say this here. Richard's over there nodding his head thinking something's malfunction, but we're still good. So check this out. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. And this is what ha has to happen uh, as you're in faith. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13. Listen here. It says, and this is how we are, because we, we're on a word planet. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. you got to speak faith-filled, positive words, because here's the deal about words. Words are spiritual seed, and they produce a spiritual, natural, and a physical manifestation. So we have to speak in line with the word of the kingdom, speak in line with God's word. So look what it says in 2 Corinthians 4.13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I speak. We also believe, therefore we speak. We got to speak what thus said the Lord. The scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so what? You got to say what the word says. Now I'm going to back it on I up. I kid, they say, let the spirit of those say so, and I'd say so. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and back it up like a U-Haul truck. Look, I'm going to back up to verse 7 and see how we got to verse 13. Look what he says. And this is where we're all at. At some point in our life as Christians, I heard on a previous show, you know, we're going to be persecuted for Christ's sake, meaning we have an adversary called the devil. It's not your uncle. It's not your cousins. It's the devil. Works through people. But look at verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. 
Basically, they're saying Christ in us, the hope of glory. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. It gives, and that's that spirit. Okay, of, that's that spirit of faith. But look what verse eight says, and I bet you you gonna this is gonna resonate with you. Verse eight: We are hard pressed on every side. <laughs> you over there? Like I that. actually have that mark. Wait, wait, wait. I, read that I, I know you do. We are hard pressed on every side. But here's the good news: Yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the body of Christ, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. That's that Romans 8, 11. For we who live of all are always delivered to death for Jesus' sakes, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in, in Christ Jesus is working in us. Then he goes on to say, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I speak. We also believe, therefore we speak. So we got to continue to have our speech in line with the word of God. We got to be like the children of Israel, like Joshua and Caleb in the wilderness. Now, they say we're well able to overtake it. To overcome. They said that. The, oh, the, was, the other ones had a negative report. That was the negative report. Joshua and Caleb had a positive report. They say, well, if the Lord delights in us and, and the land is good, we're well over to overtake it. Let's go. They say, forget this. Let's go up at once. Let, we ain't waiting till tomorrow. Let's bounce right now. And that's the spirit of faith. It says, let, because God before us, who dare be against us? Because God said it. He said, I'm giving you this land. I'm giving you the responsibility to take over champion school. I'm giving you this. So now I got to go for it. And I can't use intellect and logic and try to figure it out. We had people drop off the board just because uh, it didn't make sense. <laughs> well, faith don't make sense. Right. It makes faith. You can't. Faith is sense. And when I say sense, I mean the things are perceived by the senses. You know, in the natural, the, the, the sight, the see, the touch, the taste, the smell. Logic, intellect, you can't use that with God. It didn't make sense that the children of Israel be led right to the Red Sea and the thing part. They walked across on dry land. And the sea is mud. Yeah, yeah, and, and the sea is not a swimming pool either. It was a the sea. They walked across on dry land. And that don't make sense. But with God's a faith God. That's why the scripture says, without faith, Hebrews eleven six, it's impossible to please him. You got to trust in him. You got to believe him. And he put all that, that spirit of faith in us. The scripture says in Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by his spirit that was given to us. He's, and it says he's given each of us the measure of faith. When we get born again, we have a measure of faith. And here's that faith. That's why this show is uh, in existence. That faith can be increased. It's like a muscle. And God's going to give you opportunities in life to develop that faith or have confidence in him. That's what develops your faith when he calls you to do so. When life happens, you got to now trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him and he'll, boom, direct your path. See, I was talking to somebody earlier today and they were saying that, that maybe what we ought to be praying is that God never take us into anywhere where there's trouble. Or, it ain't in line with his word. Right. He said you are. We need faith. You don't need I, I like to say, you got up this morning, you got dressed. Mm -hmm. How much faith did it take for you to get dressed? You knew in your closet where your clothes were. You knew how to get dressed. You've been doing it for a long time. It didn't take a whole lot of faith for you to get dressed. Mm -hmm. Everybody listening to us probably got up this morning and did not have to exercise a tremendous amount of faith to get dressed. Right. But 
there are lots of things that happen to us in life where now we have to have faith, where we have to believe God. And to me, faith really boils down to, do I believe God? Well, I say it like this, confidence in God. Right. Confidence. I believe God's promise. I believe when God says he's never going to leave me or forsake me, I believe him. When God says he's going to provide all my needs, I believe him. There it is. Whatever it is that God says, I'm just going to And not only that, I believe it. Here's the second part of that faith coin. I speak it. I say it. Because the devil's going to bring people in your presence to try to make you say what the circumstances says. You got to speak in line with faith. You go, oh, no, all my needs are met. I'm I'm reminded of the woman whose child had died, I believe, in the book of Kings. And the prophet came to her house to... uh, to, to lay hands on the son. I believe he laid over the son. And then she went outside into the community. And as she went, people in the community was asking her how things going. They knew her husband had died and her child was ill. And her speech was in line with the word of God. Because everybody she encountered and they asked her how things going, she replied this. And I do this. All is well. She didn't go into the long drawn out door. Oh, you know. No, no, no. She didn't do it. All is well. Again, I tell people, when you don't know what to say, all is well. My trust is in the Lord. It's, it's handled. It's a done deal. So we have to, because we're on a worried planet. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. You got to, that's part of your faith, speaking. Back to the scripture. We believe, therefore we speak. We believe what? We believe what the word says. We believe God. So we speak in line with trust in him. Because the Bible says in uh, Matthew 12, a good man out of the good treasures or deposits of his heart brings forth good things. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. That's how you get saved. Well, see, and then you're going to know what a person really believes once the pressure comes I just listen to him. Yeah, pressure come on and just listen to him. Pressure comes on, and then you find out. There's a saying that pressure doesn't build character. It reveals it. Right. And so once pressure comes on a person, you're going to, what they really think. What they really believe. believe, You're going to find out. It's going to come out of their mouth. Children of Israel in the wilderness. What They didn't really believe the report of the Lord. What they believe, they said, we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. That's what they believed. They didn't believe that God was going to fight for them. They looked at their own strength. And I'm reminded of... came on them, and we saw what they believed. And, and it came out of their mouth. And sure it came on the, the Israelite army against Goliath, and we saw what they all believed. They right. They coward. And then David comes on the scene... And, and say, he believed God, that God would save him. Not only he believed, he spoke. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine he, who's coming against the armies of the Lord? And he tells Saul, as God saved me from the lion and the bear, he'll save me, deliver mm-hmm. me from this. And he said, I'm going to take his head off. today. Yeah, today, right now, not next week, not next year. Today, I'm going to take his head off. I'm going to slay this thing. Remember, he spoke it. He released it. And God's like, okay. He, he's speaking what thus said the Lord. I'm going to make this thing come to pass. And this is what I know about speaking the word of God. He's given his angels charge over us. And angels are ministering spirits. I call, them, I call them CEAs, covenant enforcing agents. They work for us. They're here to minister to those who inherited salvation. So when we speak what thus said the Lord, the angels go because they're stronger than us. They go and, and assist in the will of God to come to pass in our life. So a lot of people aren't even using their angelic forces. We got angels, remember? And then people forget that the word of God never returns to him void. Right. Again, angels angels, are, angels go to and from, from earth to heaven. They're making things happen. They go before you. And so when you're speaking words, you got to understand somebody's picking up those words. Those are signals. 
Some either angelic forces, angels from heaven, or demonic forces are picking them up. That's why I don't use words like my feet are killing me. You make me sick. You know, it wasn't for bad luck. I have no luck. No, because that conditions your spirit not to produce. You got to speak faith, feel positive words. That conditions your spirit. And real dominion comes out your spirit, not of your flesh. Well, and then, and then the Bible says in Philippians 4, 8, whatever's good, whatever's true, whatever's pure, whatever's no. Ponder on it. Whatever is that. Focus. True, think on it. Praiseworthy. Think on these things. And not only that, you, you know, better say it too. You know how many Christians, though, think about what's negative in their life? And, and it comes out of their mouth. Right. What? Man, I don't have enough money. Man, I don't feel good. You, you ever talk to somebody and say, hey, you know, man, what's killing me? I hear I them all the time. Organ recital. <laughs> They give oh, you, a, they give my, you the old organ or something. My, you know my pancreas. Yeah, my spleen and my liver. <laughs> they're not getting along today. It's like I don't know where my spleen no, and liver are. No, instead of de declaring this, Christ has redeemed me from the curse. He said, "I'll take sickness out of my." He's taking sickness out of my midst. You gotta say that with and your then mouth. You can talk yourself into being sick. And you can talk yourself into being healed. I mean, you can actually talk. If you get up in the morning and your elbow hurts, let's just use your elbow hurts. And you sit around, you start rubbing your elbow, and you start thinking about how much your elbow hurts. Pretty soon, your elbow hurts worse than it did before. Well, and that's what you think about. Remember, they call it self-fulfilling prophecy. You didn't prophesy about that. Well, I mean, and that's what you're thinking about. Whatever's right. good, whatever's true, whatever's pure. No, I'm not gonna think about. I'm gonna think about how sore my elbow but, is. But but here's the deal, Richard. They, you think about it, and then you, people release it with their mouth. And the scripture says this: If you have a bad thought, put your hand over your mouth. Meaning don't release it. I have thoughts all the time, but I don't let everything come out of my mouth because I'm reminded we're made in his image and his likeness. In Genesis 1-1, the scripture says the earth was, was void and the spirit of the Lord hovered over it and he said something. So when your mom said to you, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. That was, that was, that was, that was a revelation. <laughs> yeah. And it's still, if you don't have, especially about yourself, about your finances, about your, the call on your life, about. Or your spouse. Right, right. Man, if you can't say anything good about them, don't say anything. Don't say that because now you're going to. You talk yourself into thinking, man, they're no good. Right. I, it's time to leave. It's time to quit. It's That's to why you got to call. The Bible says God taught Abraham how to talk over there in Romans. It said he told him to call things. That be not as though they were. Meaning you call them like you want them to be. And Abram stopped calling himself Abram. He started calling himself Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. So he started calling himself that at 99. Sarah was 90 and they had a child. Just because he started. My name is Abraham. When he greeted somebody, Abraham. Remember, God said, your name ain't Abram no more. It's Abraham. Names mean things. Blast, back, back in the day, a blacksmith. What they do, they, they took care of all the, the blacksmithing, the goldsmiths, that was the bankers, the goldsmiths. <laughs> so anyway, names mean things. So you have to understand God, his, God has lots of redemptive names. Jehovah Jireh, that's my provider. You can tell people my kids are no good. Pretty soon they're going to be no good. Just like his daddy. He'll kids. never be nothing. He's just like yeah. his daddy. And you just spoke that over that child's life. And you don't spoke. See, we learn. That's why I tell people, you come to church, you come to get a, a, a spiritual education. In secular schools, you get an academic, but you're going to get a spiritual education. You're going to learn that death and life is in the power of the tongue, in your words. That's why he said a, a good man out of good treasures of his heart bring forth good things. And remember, it talks about in James, the tongue. It's the smallest member, but it's the most deadliest one. Oh, yeah. oh with it, wars have been started. Rumors. That, that little tongue. 
Yeah, so you have to, but you say, if you learn how to tame the thing, it, 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 it'll be obedient you to you to work for you. You kind of hit on it a little while ago. You don't have to say everything that pops in your head. No, you don't. <laughs> you That's don't a revelation. <laughs> you don't have to say everything that pops in your head. And you don't have to be married very long before you realize it'd probably be a good idea not to say everything. I'm learning that everything. Uh, when it comes to my life, there's a lot of things I don't say because I understand a war can pop off. Right. Yeah, and we want to have peace and harmony. Harmony in our household, in our marriage. So we started declaring things like this as it relates to our marriage. We have a marriage made in heaven. Woo! That's biblical too. Because if you start believing that and and saying that, it starts. It's, me and my wife, we we kissy kissy now. We hugging everything. We declare that both in the morning. We have a marriage made in heaven. We tell man, each other that. And then you can think, man, how did I get stuck with this ball and chain? Kind of thing. And you, as a man, think it in his heart, and so is he. Soon, that's how you start to believe. Right. And again, that's spiritual understanding. That's what you get from being in a good Bible-based church and you, you're studying the Word. You're going to learn that we're on the Word planet and this whole earth, the world is upheld by words, by the Word of God. So we, we're in, made in his image and his likeness. We're his offspring. So as he is, so are we, especially as we're redeemed. Remember, back to the Tower of Babel. And these wasn't full gospel men, businessmen. These were just heathens. They were going to build a tower to heaven. God saw them. He says, wait a minute. I got to go down and confound their speech, their words, because if they communicating and clarifying with each other, they're going to make this happen. I don't want that to happen, so I'm going to go down and confound their speech. Now everybody's babbling. You can't get none done if nobody's communicating and clarifying. So that's what happened. So they all just scattered then. Everybody went and babbled that way and babbled that way. And again, I believe that's kind of how we got a lot of languages. But he didn't want that to happen. But he says, whatever they set in their mind to do and communicate that, they'll have it. Because I know how I made people. So you have to realize words are really powerful. So we, back to that scripture, 2 Corinthians 4.13, we believe the word of God, therefore, that's what we speak. We speak in line with every need is met according to his riches and glory. Thank you for the windows of heaven blessing. Thank you for rebuking the devourer. Thank you that you made me the head and not the tail, the above, not the beneath, the blessed going in, the blessed coming out, the lender and not the ball. You got to start saying that because if you start saying that, how does faith come? By hearing. I keep hearing it and hearing it. It reinforces and my spirit loves to eat the word of God. That's the truth. Jesus said his word is the truth. So it loves the truth. So as long as the truth keeps coming in my spirit, that builds my faith up. And now when, when I hold conversations with people on the street, what's in me just comes out. I can go anywhere. I can go to a bar. I can go anywhere where they say the church say you can't go. And what's in me going to come out. That's why Jesus can go anywhere. And they're like, Jesus, why are you hanging out with them? Well, because I know who I am. And I know God loves people, and I'm going to reveal something to them. So, you know, we get taught these certain things about don't go down. No, God deliberately plants the righteous among the wicked because we have the light. He says, let your light so shine before men, not just before church folk. We already got the light. <laughs> They're in the darkness. Preaching to the choir, right? <laughs> I was reading somewhere the other day, and it said that, that the Pharisees accused Jesus of being a friend of sinners. And he took that as a compliment. Right, 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 right. I'm a friend of sinners. And, and the question was, at the end of that, was, would you? You know, with the average Christian, if people... If They'd people say, no, say, man. Oh, I don't, I don't know any sinners. They'd say, no, I don't know any sinners. I only know saved folk. Well, I, 
Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I talk to people all the time, and they'll say, well, I don't really know anybody to invite to church because everybody I know is a Christian. <laughs> everybody I know goes to church already. And I say, you got to expand your circle. If you, number one, that's probably not true. But number two, if it is, you got to expand your circle. Jesus could have said, you know, the only people I know is my 12 disciples. I guess I can't share the word. I can't tell nobody about anything because I only know people that believe in me already. No, he went and found people that didn't believe in him and was constantly sharing. And we're called to do that. It's called the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Go and be a reconciler, a, a redeemer of mankind. Redeem them and restore them back to me. Point them to me as the truth, the way, and the life. We're commanded to do that as children of God, as saints. And if you don't understand that, again, you're working against the Great Commission. Go at our church. We have what's called Hip Hop Sunday. And we do that just to, to let that demographic of people know, hey, God loves you, and we want to minister to you. So just come here, and we'll have, you know, we, we, we welcome you here. And we got to start understanding that, you know, we want to be a light club. You know, God said, no, I want you to be a street light. We want to be a house light. No, I want you out there. Go. He said, go. Don't, you know, we want to stay in here. We got enough light in here. It's out there where it's dark. That's why he said, let your light so shine before other people. And they're going to see Christ in you, the hope of glory. They're going to see your good works. They're going to see the fruit that's coming off your tree. And they're like, mm, that tastes good. Reminds me, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. We're representatives of the Lord. Scripture says we're ambassadors for Christ. We're his offspring. So when people are tasting us, and I know some of those Christians, they out there look like they so- swallowed a sour prune. <laughs> I'm serious, their face, they never smile, Richard. You never see a smile on their face. I'm like, geez. Well, you know what? Christians are supposed to be stoic. Christians no. are supposed to be, you know, just always thinking about God and looking sad. I mean, that's religious doctrine. That's traditions of men. It ain't you're Bible. Supposed to, you're supposed to be happy in church? You're supposed to be well, smiling I'm in church? Reminded of on, one, I'm reminded of Jesus' first miracle. Where was the setting? He was at a wedding. Not just at the wedding because the, the, the ceremony was over. They were down at the reception now. And what do people do at a wedding reception? They're laughing. They ain't like, look at, oh, he's got that old ball and chain now. No, they're happy for the bride and groom. Well, see, so they're, they're, And the Bible married. says wine make it merry. And, so, and when they ran out of wine, it was because the receptions in those days weren't like ours. Oh, they went for days. They went for a week. Oh, really? <laughs> they went for a week. And so somewhere in that week, they ran out of wine. Somebody messed up. They right. didn't get enough wine for the folks. Right, right. And next thing you know, Jesus has to go in and make more wine. And I believe God knew that. Because remember, his mama said it ain't his time. But then Spirit spoke to the Lord, it's your time. It's your time to shine. And he gave him some instructions. And you know what I like, too, is his mother says to the servants, tells to the people, do whatever he says. That's what he tells us today. But I mean, Let the redeemer of the Lord say so. She, do whatever he says. He literally says to them, do whatever he tells you. Because he's Lord. And that's a whole other story right there. It ain't, well, yeah, that's all. Do whatever he says, not whatever I say. Right. Whatever he says. Because she I mean, ain't. That's di- the way we've all got to be. Because she's not, says, she's not deity. He right. is. But I mean, whatever Jesus says, that's what we've got to do. See, so he says, put water in those basins. jars. Right, basins. And. Fill them up. That doesn't make a lot of sense because we're looking for wine. We're not looking for water. Put water in them. See, obedience is better than sacrifice. Just do what I say, Moses. Lead the people that direction. Do what I say. So anyway, they put it in there, filled it up. Boom. Jesus put the whoop on it. Water turns to wine. 
We're out of time, speaking of wine, we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith or word. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.